Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning in to the show. As always, I got my crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 100th edition of the Don't Kill a Messengers podcast. First thing we're about to get into for this week is some UFC. We're about to touch on UFC 221. That's going to be going down this Saturday. Uh, first fight we're going to get into, man, is Blades uh, versus Mark Hunt. Um, Darnell, just what are your thoughts on this fight? First of all, have you seen Blades fight before? Are you familiar? I with have that? not. Yeah, same here, man. Not, not really, no. Yeah. So, oh yeah, Curtis Blades is is a new one. Uh, but I mean, it's an interesting fight. Just all the external had going on with the UFC as far as getting cleared and all this stuff. Going back to the results of the Brock Lesnar fight, so yeah, yeah, interesting one just to see where, you know, see what kind of Mark Hunt do we get? Uh, do we get the Super Samoan or do we get be on the downside? Yeah, hey, you know, uh, like I said, this is uh, don't know who this guy is, but man, with uh. I didn't know who the hell Francis Nagano was, and he went out there and destroyed my boy. So um, this would be a good time for him to just make his name known for himself, man, with Blades. So uh, you brought up a good point with Mark Hunt, man, just to see where he's at um, in the octagon, see if he can go up in there and get an explosive knockout and just see um, if he's still on his P's and Q's uh, like he uh, was before. But, um, yeah, man, this is going to be interesting just to see – with Blaze, you know, what type of fighter he is, what he can do, um, and so forth. Because, um, yeah, just not familiar with him. You, uh, so you just with him, man, you going to go with Mark Hunt on this one? I'm going to go with the guy I don't know. Really? <laughs> uh, up here, 6'4". So he's going to have some decent reach on him. They're about the same weight. Yeah. And, you know, just and as long as you're patient and you don't try to just get in a slugfest with Mark Hunt, but yeah. it, it's just as that, that kind of size on him. If he can just pick him apart from the outside and land whatever shots he wants, he should win. So that's where I'm going to go. Okay. I'm going to roll with the guy that I know, man, Mark Hunt. Um, you know, just think hopefully, you know, just with his experience, he should be able to handle um, a young guy like Blade. You say he's 26? Uh, you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You said yeah, twenty six. Yeah, you guys. Are okay. So yeah, just hopefully, man. Uh, you know, he can use that experience. You know, experience plays a uh, huge role into uh, fighting in an MMA. So hopefully, he can go in there and just handle business. But it's going to be interesting to see what this guy's made of, made out of for sure. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> well, up next, man, we have Romero versus Rockhold. Uh, just thoughts on this one. I mean, if if you don't look for anything else on this card, this is one that's going to be interesting. I mean, you got cream of the crop as far as middleweight division going after each other with Rockhold and Romero. So, I mean, it's going to be an interesting fight. Uh, pretty good all-around fighter. Uh, he seems to either lose quickly or, or, or win quickly, honestly. He put a lot of time in the cage yeah. uh romero he's he's proven himself to have a little bit more of a gas tank than people would expect for all the muscle that he carries but you know everybody knows he he can be lights out on somebody very quickly and he's a very strong wrestler yeah. uh this will be an int interesting chess match to watch yeah I, I agree man you basically you know took the uh words out of my mouth man just like Rockhold style, you know, he's a guy that can go up in there and just knock you out. Um, with Romero, you know, he's an older guy, man. I think he's 40, 41 now. Just, dude, this looks like he's on Royce, man, with his body, dude. It's, it's ridiculous just how, just in shape he is and everything. Just how he just keep, can keep that muscle on him and just work. Uh, so just going to be interesting to see, uh, how these two will just go up in there and just see how they're going to just take advantage of the, five rounds in there and see what they can do. So, uh, who you got, man? Just thoughts on this fight. I am going to go with Rockhold here. Hmm. Okay. With the more well-rounded fighter, in my opinion. All right. 
I'm going to go with Romero, man. Um, you know, kind of like what I told you, uh, before I feel as if he should have been a champ, uh, when he fought, um, Whitaker. Uh, the Whitaker, he just fought stupid in my opinion. Uh, Whitaker was basically on a shredded leg and he didn't do anything to work on the leg or anything like that. Just fought completely stupid. Uh, he was just on a tear, uh, before he ended up, um, taking the L, um, to Whitaker and everything. So just hopefully, man, I just think he's going to be able to rebound, um, and just be able to go up in there, man, and just handle business. I'm feeling the knockout by, him. uh, Romero. I think he's, Honestly, I think it, it, it'll be a quick fight. I think he's going to go up in there, man, and knock him out quick. Safe, man. Wow. Yeah. I, just a feeling, man. Gut feeling it could be. But I will say this. I do think the longer this fight goes, I think uh, Rockhold, um, the longer this fight goes, it's going to be uh, more to Rockhold's advantage. So that's what I'm feeling. Um, just with him being older, man, I think Romero's still a beast. But just with his age, man, he's going to have to give up out soon, man. Father Time's going to have to get to him. But think he's going to go on there and handle business quick uh, against Rockhold, but like I said, if this fight goes longer, if it, the longer this fight goes, the more uh, I think Rockhold's going to have the advantage. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Uh, Yoel will probably want to go in there and end it quickly. So Rockhold's just not the guy you want to just keep playing around with round after round. Because yeah. I, I, I just feel like Rockhold has more ways to win. So. Yeah. In the early, then I, I definitely think it's believable that Romero wins that. But you know, once if once you get into that second, third, fourth, fifth round, it's going to be the case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, uh, trying to think, man, was this uh, uh, Rocco Rockhold fought um, after business? This is uh, yeah. He beat, uh, I think, David Branch. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just thinking again. I don't know. I was just thinking to see where he was mentally um, after the uh, Bisping fight. But, yeah, he did fight um, after that. So, all right. By, by TKO. Yeah. So, he, he was back to form quickly. Yep. Yeah, I forgot all about that. All right. Up next, we're supposed to just touch on Floyd Mayweather and McGregor. Uh, there was a video of Floyd Mayweather going into a uh, MMA ring uh, just for a quick second, man, and it went off. Uh, a lot of people were saying he was teasing a possible UFC uh, fight with McGregor. Um, just what are you guys' thoughts on that, man? Y'all think it's going to happen or what? Not in the UFC ring. <laughs> What would be the yeah. point? I mean, hey, you were saying before that, man. And hey, man, I doubt this fight is going to happen between uh, Mayweather and McGregor in a boxing ring, man. So, what was happening in a boxing ring? But <laughs> Floyd, who we all know, his pick fights, he can't, he lo- he loses. So, why would he even think about going into an octagon where? Put on his back, it's over. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I would be more scared for Floyd Mayweather in a UFC ring than I would. Well, than I even thought I would ever be for uh, McGregor going into a boxing. J- just, I, I don't. I'm not saying that Floyd May- Mayweather couldn't, you know, walk out alive because he could, but I, I don't know it. We've said it before. Going to boxing is probably easier to translate than going to the UFC. There's just so so many more variables yeah. that come into play, and I I don't have ever seen Mayweather lift his leg above his knee. <laughs> I, I I just don't know that we've seen like I don't know. I just don't think we've seen enough variety out of. Mayweather to even think it's possible for him to fight the UFC. I can agree with that, man. Um, like I said, I think Floyd is a very smart businessman. Um, I think he'll just be hyping it up, uh, just getting some attention to himself. Um, I don't really think he wants any problems with uh, just going into the UFC um, and fighting McGregor. Uh, he came out and made a lot of money off of the boxing fight. Um think he's pretty much set now. Uh just don't really think there's just any 
need for him to even just risk doing that. So just think it's all hype, man. I don't, I, I honestly, I couldn't really see it happening. But like I said before, man, if he could somehow get into a contract with the UFC where, hey, we're just going to be standing up in the octagon the whole time, no clinching, no wrestling, no kicks, just straight up just punching, I could see him doing that. But I doubt, you know, McGregor's going to be uh, trying to do anything like that. But, you know, just have to see, man. Up next, uh, it was announced last week that Triple G and Canelo, they are going to be having their rematch. Um, I think it's in May, I want to say, that they're going to be fighting again. Uh, but just yes, got Cinco de Mayo. Oh, Cinco de Mayo. Okay, yeah, so May, yeah. Uh, 5th of May. So uh, just what are you guys' thoughts on that um, the rematch? I, I find it pretty exciting. Uh, it, it was a good fight to watch, uh, especially after everybody saw the debacle that was Gregor. Uh, uh, that was the real like fight of the year uh, uh, in boxing. Yeah, I'd definitely be ready to watch that again. Yeah, you know, one's for the purist, the, the other's for the casual. Uh, definitely Triple G Canelo for the more serious boxing fan, for the one who actually you know, in, into the sport rather than Mayweather McGregor monumental fight. I'm going to watch it, say I watched it, you know. They push that to the side. I'll take Triple G Canelo any day. Yeah, it's it's cool to see, man. Uh, just with these two, uh, them being in the two baddest boxers out right now, just going at it. But um, still, you know, if this if the first fight was, uh, in my opinion, a fairly judged fight, um, I would have been a little bit more hyped for this one. Um, my main concern with this uh, second uh, fight, the rematch, is just man, what will the judges do? Because honestly, I felt as if Triple G wanted. Um, Canelo, he came out, uh, I think yesterday and said that he felt as if he won it by two points. Uh, you know, he's a great fighter. You know, he can feel his way and whatever. But, um, I felt as if Triple G won that fight, man. Um, it's just, you know, just time and time again, you know, you always just see boxing, um, just as that sport, man, where you just people just get screwed over just based upon the judges. So I'm excited for this fight, man. I, I love to just see these two just going at it. Uh, just giving it all I got, man. Just throwing, slinging those punches back and forth at each other. Just the speed and everything. But my main concern just right now, just what are these judges going to be like, man? Because I am just not a fan of boxers getting robbed. Uh, those guys work too hard, take too much punishment just for these, uh, judges to screw them over. So just have to see though, man. I, just have to have a little bit more faith in these judges, I guess. Well, I mean, or just the boxers make it clear enough so everybody knows who wins. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> boxing has been a pretty dirty sport for a while. So yeah, we can't really trust what the judges are going to say. Yeah. They both, uh, you know, hey, man, like they both got some uh, power, but they both got some chins too. So it, it'll be cool to see a knockout, man. But those but both of those guys can give and take. So just have to see. But it's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. But uh, before we move on to uh, NCAA basketball, guys, uh, you just have anything else to add for either boxing or the UFC before we move on? Nope. Okay. All right, uh, guys, just for NCAA basketball, just to start uh, the discussion off, man, just what are your thoughts on uh, your squads so far um, this season? I guess I'll start this one out. Um, I mean, disappointing loss a couple nights ago to, uh, uh, to Northwestern on the road because um, they were the uh, previous year, so uh, definitely not a no loss this is a good loss, but some you can't tolerate others. But, you know, Michigan's kind of who you think they are, comfortable at home, shaky on the road, um, better on their home floor, home rims. Um, but in a, in a 
pretty, pretty good spot. Uh, back down to either 24, 25, or just outside the top 25. The tournament, um, coming around, you know, I, I think they'll fare okay. They're, they're in reality. I just view Michigan as a team that'll anywhere from a five seed, you know, seed and just be for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, I usually look at Michigan. Mo Wagner is kind of the bread and butter there. He's there's Charles Matthews hasn't played too well as of late, but some other guys have stepped up a little bit. I guess notably, uh, I'm going to leave the Rockman's played pretty well this season. Uh, John Teske's made strides, strides coming off the bench, but right where I expect them to be. Um, north of 500, um, you know, playing better basketball home, home than on the road. They've kind of always been that way. I think they're in pretty decent shape for the Big Ten tournament. Uh, pretty good shape going into the uh, national tournament. Hit a brick wall and have a train wreck. I see them getting in, and that's uh, that's what you have to do. You just have to get in. Yeah, I mean they're definitely a a scary team for anybody to play, just because I mean offenses are if they get hot, what you can do. Yeah, but I mean they've also showed some toughness in games like against us. So yeah, yeah, you know they. I guess. Okay. Which, yeah, I was gonna say which is I don't want to say. Because Michigan plays tough, they just play tough in their own way. Um, as where a, a team like Michigan State, uh, typical Duke, North Carolina, they'll try and just muscle you, outpower you. Michigan, they'll beat you by out hustling you. I mean, yeah, they they play tough. They they play uh, on. They typically don't make a lot of mistakes on the floor. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. They do show toughness. It's just kind of a different kind of toughness. They're they're not a physically big team. Have you know a lot of tall, broad guys? They got a lot of. But you know, hey, uh, play tough, tough mentally, mentally or physically. It, it always poses problems for for an opposing team. I guess that'll lead me to my squad. Uh, oh. I mean, they're in the area where talent-wise they should be. So they're, you know, a top five team. They're ranked four in the nation. Uh, and two out of three of their steps. Uh, uh, so I can't complain about that. Uh, the ne- the next biggest matchup coming up, uh, Purdue, who's now number three. Uh, we'll, we'll see that next test for them but uh, I also have to give them some props just with uh, everything that's in the news going on that they've still with uh, shows a lot of mental toughness for the kids uh, uh, for how they've been able to con- come together and still because uh, uh, you know everything that's going on in the news doesn't really affect this current team playing uh, at least Nothing has come out where any of them have done anything uh, nature. So I do give them some extra kudos there. Uh, Loud this over to university right now that they're still playing this well in, in the top five. Now, just with, uh, you know, you brought it up with the whole um, um, this drama that's been going on uh, right now at the university. Uh, Tom Izzo's name was brought up in that. Um, are you just worried uh, that any uh, possible uh, that, that the team could possibly discipline uh, down the road or anything like that, Darnell? Or how do, how well, do I mean, you I definitely, definitely yeah. worried that that's a possibility. I mean, the 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 outside the lines report from ESPN it was rough to read. Doing some more research, I do feel like it was a little bit slanted that they brought up a lot of this stuff like it wasn't reported on. Where basically they got every bit of their story from the Lansing State Journal. Yeah. So, 
were actually reported and vetted. So, uh, I think it's more than just, like it's. I don't think it's issue of uh, I'll I'll bring D'Antoni you know in on this as well, trying to hide things. I do think it's kind of this kind of goes beyond to basically like what was going on at Florida State for the whole Jameis Winston issue. Like the, it, this is goes to like thing trying to protect schools, and I think that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely, there's a possibility that discipline could happen and school gets set back uh, a long ways. Uh, we saw how long it took for Penn State to recover from losses. Uh, I mean, that that whole fiasco happened almost ten years ago now, and you know they're just in year two of like really being a good team again. So yeah, in fear. I mean, I I hope it comes out that. You know, these coaches that have been nationally known as good guys, I hope that that. But, but you know, I'm I'm not going to be one that just stands up and says there's no way that these guys did this just because I know what college sports are. Yeah. You know, just like I was telling you, man, um, you know, Michigan State, you know, they're getting the uh, main attention for it right now. But I don't care if it's football, basketball. There's a lot of other colleges out there that's doing this. Um, as well, man, they just haven't got the attention um, brought to them yet, um, at least. So this is it's going to be more to come out, man, uh, for sure. So just going to be it's going to be a storm uh, to see how uh, these players and stuff will be able to deal with that and everything uh, that's going to be going coming. So it's going to have to see. Now, uh, just for this week, guys, um, what games are you excited for um, the most? Oh, well, I mean, like I said, coming up uh, this weekend, what was that, that game would be Sunday, I think, or Saturday, uh, Michigan State with Purdue mm-hmm. as number four versus number yeah. So I'm keyed in for that. I know it's the school I went to, but, I mean, two top five teams playing, I think most people will be tuning in for that. Yeah. Uh, how about Thursday? North Carolina and Duke. Always, always fun at uh, at North Carolina this time. Um, I don't care what the schools are ranked. I could care less if they're not ranked. <laughs> that is a must watch. Yeah, we definitely. Um, the first one I'm excited for just because it's uh, sooner, but then the second one definitely Michigan State Purdue. A preview of the. Uh, um, Big Ten Chip, yeah. game. Uh, yeah, it could be, very easily be a preview. Um, I mean, I don't want to try and jinx anybody here, but it could possibly be a Final Four preview. Get seated. Um, but you know, I, that that game is gonna you know draw big pictures to where either of those teams are. But I definitely think it'll give one team kind of the push they need going. You know, right here at the, the uh, second half, close to the end of the regular season. Let's let's pick it, man. Who who y'all think will win that one? Uh, out of Purdue and Michigan State. Where's the game at? That's what I I need to know. I just don't know who's home. It so, let me see. Is you know, I just had it up. I don't know why I didn't look. Uh, so it's at Michigan State. Yeah. It's at Michigan State. Yeah. I mean, I think that gives um, a slight advantage to Michigan State. You know, they always say gets uh, who would I pick? I don't know. I've seen I've seen really good basketball out of both teams. Now pick Purdue on this one is I've just seen less concerning qualities. Uh, the only thing I don't like about Michigan State this season is they they let a lot of teams hang around. I mean, I think, I mean, even as of late, uh, beat Iowa by three. Granted, on the road, good win. The place to win, I think, that's a very underrated place in the Big Ten. They also let Rutgers hang around at home. And then I don't I don't like that at all. So um, I'm just going to give Purdue the good push. 
uh, just based on the fact that I've seen them let uh, less teams hang around. I'm being a homer. I'm going with State. I, I don't think you're making a bad pick either way. This is going to be, gonna be rowdy, so yeah. Um, yeah. I'm with you, Todd. Uh, State going to get their ass whooped, so. <laughs> <laughs> I never said oh, that. Yeah. All right. Uh, there was another one, too, uh, this week. Um, I think it was St. John's and Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga. I got to check real quick my phone. St. St. John's should be Villanova tonight. They beat them tonight? Yeah, St. John's beat Villanova, beating Duke and Villanova in, in the span oh, of like five days. That's that's. Yeah, making a name for himself for sure, yeah. I mean, name for themselves. They're not that great of a basketball team. They're just catching fire right now, which is end up somehow being a bubble team late. I don't. I mean, I don't even know what the record is, but those are two wins that can give you the nod. Yeah. Now, guys, uh, who are some teams uh, that you think are underperforming uh, this year? Um, is there any teams that come to mind or? To be straight up honest, I think Michigan State's underperforming. Hmm. I mean, just based okay. just based on the fact they're they're letting some teams hang around that they should be beaten by ten plus. I I honestly believe we have not seen Michigan State um play a flawless because no team really plays a flawless game, but I don't think we've seen them reach their potential, which scares me. As if they catch fire late, they could go all the way. And, you know, and, and I don't, I guess I just don't want to see not reach that potential because this team could be really good. Um, I'm not saying they're having a bad season because they're not. I mean, they're ranked number four in the big games this year, but I, I just don't think we've seen them reach a potential that I think we expected them. Not yet. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, but I guess my picks would be uh, Thursday. I think both Duke and UNC mm-hmm. have not been what you want out of them. They, uh, Duke's been highly inconsistent mm-hmm. and kind of the same with what you talked about with State, letting teams hang around they shouldn't. Of course, like we just spoke of, the, the loss to St. John's. Mm-hmm. I did say early, uh, it might have been private conversations with us, but I felt like they were a little bit overrated. I don't think they had the talent level that we're used to with them. But, you know, when you start start out a top 10 team and you just, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. And, and Trey, your boys. Yeah, I was about to say, what about how do you guys feel about Kentucky? Because... Tied fourth in the uh, SEC in our conference, man. They've been taking some L's this year. I was about to say, yeah, what do you guys think about them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's bound to happen when you just keep having starting fives of all freshmen every year. Every year. And this seems to be one of those years where, I mean, in the realm of things, they're still a top 25 team, so they're not terrible. But – I don't think anybody's penciling them in in the Final Four right now. Mm-hmm. You agree with that, Ty? Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I don't even think there's really much more I can add to it. Yeah. You know, uh, if I could, if I could throw one more team in there, um, it'd be. Uh, I hate to do this to them. Once again, not because they're having a bad season or anything. You know, they've taken a few L's that I don't think they should, but West Virginia, um, they've, that I think have been, you know, unnecessary reform. They're one of those very dangerous teams. I mean, they were in the top, you know, multiple weeks in a row, and now all of a sudden they're finding themselves you know, just inside the top 20. But just, Kind of find that stride again, you know, basketball. But you know, I I, I thought they would have fared a little bit better here, uh, especially in recent weeks. But uh, performing just a little bit, and I know those are kind of some high-profile teams. 
I have in pretty good seasons. We expect to see more out of on a regular basis. All right, guys, uh, this wasn't on the thing, but I got to ask, um, if you had to pick uh, the number one team right now uh, for NCAA basketball, in your opinion, uh, who do you think is the best team out right now? Right now, I say Purdue. I, I, I think Purdue has just about all of all the facets. They they play solid offense, solid defense. They have size. They have quickness. Play outside. They play inside. Get it? You can describe a lot of teams that way. Um, I think they would beat Villanova in a matchup. Virginia would be a very interesting game to watch. Virginia Purdue play. Texted Darnell a couple weeks ago, and you know, I basically asked him. I said, "Is Virginia?" Good or like, what's the deal? And you know, we we come to the conclusion every time they just play smart, slow the game down basketball, and they force teams into it. I I, I would just pick Purdue because I think I see the athleticism out of them more than I do Virginia. I don't know. That's why it's an opinion, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's not a bad pick. Uh, who seems to be just playing really well right now? Virginia is in that conversation too, just because they're so good defensively. You're not gonna do a ton against them offensively. I mean, the only game they lost this year, they gave, they still only gave up 68 points. Mm-hmm. If that tells you anything, this team can lock down, and if they find a consistency on offense, but rely on keeping the ball out of the rim like they do. It's, it's tough to deal with them, and they got a lot of talent this year. Mm-hmm. All right. Surprised you didn't pick a squad, man. But like, I mean, I, I agree with Ty. Like, they haven't peaked this year. Like, I haven't seen that game from them where I'm just like, okay, yep, nobody's beating this team. Okay. Yeah, like so you, I, you still I, think they they haven't reached their full potential yet. No, I, like okay. I still haven't seen that game from Bridges where I'm just like, yeah. okay, that's that's that lottery pick right there. Okay. Two, it was last game against uh, Iowa, but not totally there. Like you know, there's there's more, more he can do. Yeah. yeah, and you know, which is I think a testament to that whole entire team, the fact that they're sitting at number four, twenty-two and three, and we haven't seen uh, Are you still there, Ty? Yeah, yeah you just finished oh, talking. Okay. Oh, yeah. just finished talking. Okay. Thought she was uh, something to say. Okay. Um, is there anything else for NCAA basketball guys before we move on? No. Okay. Okay. Up next, we're about to get right into the NFL. Uh, just go right into the Super Bowl, man. Uh, guys, just what were your thoughts on the Super Bowl? Well, I had to rewatch it a little later. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys know I, I I tapped out on the Super Bowl just because uh, I was I was going through Patriots exhaustion. Uh, I guess woke up the next well saw, when my phone got the notice and I saw they lost, so I was like, eh, well, maybe I guess I better look it up and see what happened. But I mean, it was an entertaining game, high scoring, mm-hmm. not your usual Super Bowl type game since you know there wasn't a ton of defense played, uh, especially a game with Bill Belichick in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, off to to Philly. They yeah. whole offense based on quarterback, and they never look back. And falls through the playoffs. Uh, yeah, turning into Not a three. Oh, so, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. I have enjoyable to watch. Yeah, were, were uh, you? Or were, just real quick, Ty. Uh, were you guys surprised? 
um, at possibly just how entertaining the game was. Like, did you, because, uh, you know, me and Ty, uh, Ty, we talked last week, but so I guess it would be a little bit more to you, uh, Darnell, but were you kind of shocked that Philly was um, not just able to uh, just get the win, but just was able to hang in there uh, with the Patriots like they did? I'm not surprised they were able to hang in there, uh, but that the game went how it did. Mm-hmm. I thought this would be kind of a lower scoring game because Philly has a good defense. And even though the Patriots defense hasn't been what it was as of over the past few years and the other Super Bowl teams where they had really good defenses, Belichick usually he's, he's that type of coach where if you give him the time and he can do all the scouting he needs to do, he's going to come up with a game plan to shut a team down. But that didn't happen. Like this, this game was put on each offense's shoulders, and they both showed out in it. So I'm not surprised it was was in there and was able to like get ahead and win. I'm just I'm surprised that you know this game got in up in so high in the in the score. You know Brady threw 500 yards. They're like it's crazy. Yeah. yeah I- it becomes surprising isn't necessarily well yes in the score but i think okay anybody with a set of eyes knows that nick Foles is fault um granted the throw wasn't on the money but jeffrey tried to make a human play trying to keep ball alive he batted it right to the not much you can do about it. Um, but other than that, like Nick Foles made every throw. We're getting wide open. Um, the Patriots didn't have an answer for it. So in turn, the Eagles didn't have an answer for what Brady was doing. And I think that was what was surprising to me is neither defense got comfortable. Or constant plays of 25 plus yards. Um, exciting for a casual fan. It, Exciting for really anybody who just likes a fast-paced game, but I think it was surprising that neither defense was able to really get comfortable. I mean, but there's what one punt the whole game, yeah. maybe two. But I'm they didn't—they didn't punt one, it at all, did they? Eagles punted once. Oh, the Eagles. I'm okay. I'm thinking about the Patriots. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the Eagles punted once. Okay, once. Okay, and yeah. that was it for the game. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think it was definitely surprising that neither defense was able to, especially when we saw really good defense from uh, both teams in the. Yep, one punt, one punt, one turnover, or two turnovers in the game. The Brady fumble at the end of the game. I was going to ask you guys, um, I don't know if you saw it, Darnell, but it was the uh, touchdown, I believe, by um, Ertz. Uh, a lot of people was, uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of people were questioning that play. Um, it looked like an obvious touchdown to me, but, um, they were saying, oh, well, he didn't catch the ball and whatnot. Uh, were you guys, how did you guys feel about that play? Like, was it just questionable to you? Was it clearly a touchdown? Like, how did you guys feel about that play? That was clearly a touchdown. People wanted to compare it to the, the Jesse James touchdown from the Steelers. Oh, okay, yeah. He caught it and kind of immediately got hit and was falling forward. I mean, I thought his was a catch too. Honestly, just I mean, anybody with eyes—if you catch the ball and lean out, and the ball causes a fumble—like I, I don't get why that's not a catch. But with Ertz, he caught the ball, took four steps, and jumped over a defender. Like, yeah. how many football moves you got to make uh, <laughs> before it counts as a football move? So, so yeah, I don't get why people were trying to say that when. Wasn't a touchdown. Yeah, because I was, I was just looking. I was like, like, what the hell are people complaining about? Like, what? Like, I was just like looking at it over and over again. Like, I, am I crazy or something? But yeah, it, I was just like, what is there to just even consider that that wasn't a catch? Like, it, it was clearly a catch to me. But yeah, they were. I guess you know, just with this being the Super Bowl and everything, man, you want to get every little call to go your way. I guess, man. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, people had a little bit more of a gripe. I do still think this was a catch too, but the uh, the Corey Clement 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he caught it in the back of the end zone, like I felt like he had control and was just readjusting his grip. Yeah, see how somebody may think he didn't have control there. So, like I think people might have a complaint on that one, but that Ertz one just say that one was a touch. That was wasn't a touch. Touchdown! That was clear. He he yeah. took four steps before leaping. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree. I, I think the first one was a touchdown, no question. The one, the court Clement play. The only reason, and I'm right there with you. The only reason I would be able to see both sides of that is because, like you said, it did look like he was trying to transfer the ball, transfer control. Um, mm-hmm. Tuck it. The issue, you know, kind of came up was the fact that his foot was out of bounds, but it looked like he kind of regained control. Mm-hmm. The very, the biggest part of the call down on the field, mm-hmm. um, really for both of them. Uh, that was the biggest part of it all. Um, it's always in favor of. The call, well, I don't want to say I'm always in favor of the call on the field, but I'm always in favor of all being, being the best case scenario because you can always overturn it. It's always easier to call it a touchdown and then overturn it because all scoring plays get reviewed. Yeah. If you call that incomplete, then it's like, it, it would have been a lot harder, in my opinion, to reverse the call, especially when they were scoring plays. Yeah. It's cool with both calls. I didn't have a problem with either one, but, um, you know, uh, refs saw what they did. Um, it's on the field, which is good to see. Um, but I also understand, you know, wanting to get a second look at it, and I had no problem with that. All right, uh, just real quick, Ty. You didn't end up uh, burning your Tom Brady jersey after they lost or nothing. No, right? <laughs> it wasn't his fault. Hey, fumble, hey, man. He dropped a wide open pass. Yeah, he fumbled, yeah, fumbled. Yeah. He did drop a wide open pass. That man, dude, that, that pocket collapsed faster than a cheetah. But the, the one area I do blame Tom Brady a little bit, though, is on that final drive. Um, the first, I guess, the first three plays where they had to, where they forced themselves to have to convert on that fourth down, he missed Gronk on the check down three times in a row before he finally hit him and he ran for the first. Mm-hmm. The result would have been different, but they would have saved themselves about fifteen seconds. Um, just kind of makes me wonder if they would have maybe had a had a couple different options looking at the end zone, maybe instead of from the 40 or whatever it was, the 50 or they could have been looking at a shot from the 25. Um, maybe if they would have hit Gronk on the, on the check down a little sooner, because he was open every time. Uh, Brady just tried to advance the ball for 20, 25 instead of, you know, be captain check down and take the smart route out. But, Still had a shot at it at the end. Um, shot to tie it up. So, um, I'm, I'm not going to be like upset about it. It's not like this is the Lions I'm talking about. I was going to say, did you did you at least feel a little, a little better that it was another Michigan man that made him fumble? <laughs> yeah, it was Wolverine. On Wolverine. <laughs> at the end of the day, and you know, I told people, yeah, I cheer for Tom Brady. He went to Michigan. It's cool. You know, Graham forced the fumble. He went to Michigan too. But, you know, this isn't the Lions. I'm not going to grow bitter or upset or be too happy over one result or the other. Yeah. I just wait for, uh, I'm just waiting for the Lions to get there still. Yeah. Uh, since we're on Brady, just real quick, guys, um, how do you think this L um, kind of hurt his ranks? This is among the greatest QB. Like I know, people were saying, uh, you know, it's either him or Joe Montana. Um, with this loss, you know, do you think? Uh, well, I don't, well, who do you, do you think Joe's uh, the greatest uh, QB, Darnell, or 
still have Montana over. Oh, you feel okay? Yeah. So yeah, so you fellas, if this loss um kind of hurt Brady's um kind of appeal with that or what? Uh, I mean, he's still a elite all time great quarterback. Uh, like in my eyes, no, oh, he he just played a team that had a little more firepower. Uh, but I guess if I, if I had to put the argument in the realm of how people really give quarterbacks so much credit, but they do, Brady did do a ton that game. He threw for 500 yards. Uh, but, but he did miss some people and, and he, I don't know how much you have to put on a quarterback for a fumble. I mean, I guess Graham was in front of him. It wasn't a blindside hit, so I couldn't totally not at fault for that because it wasn't somebody coming from behind him. It was straight ahead hit on him. Uh, and, and like I said, that if he would have made them big, uh, it, it was a catchable ball. But, I mean, he's he's not a receiver, so I can't put too much on him there, but he basically just is what he is. Uh, you know, me, I just, I feel like quarterbacks just get kind of way too much credit and blame in in this sport. The most important position on the field, but they don't do everything. They don't play defense. They don't catch the ball. And, you know, they don't they don't take handoffs. So, yeah. I mean, still a, an elite quarterback he's a top five type quarterback uh some people will still put him one i'm not going to argue with them uh i I still have him as two or three so yeah you know it's it's going to be the mj argument uh you know mj was perfect in the finals montana was perfect in the finals i think the thing brady has going for him is is he's matched the ring count. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, continuing to get to the Super Bowl consistency and his longevity. I mean, obviously the dude's 40. Uh, um, but, you know, Tana, that's great. If you want to argue Brady, that's great too. There's strong cases for both. Um, you know, I kind of equated this final or the Super Bowl performance from Brady, like the uh, um, forgot what year it was, maybe 2015, but the the finals where he like averaged over 40 points, or whatever it was, and he didn't win MVP. Mm-hmm. And I kind of equate this performance to that LeBron finals performance here, you know, where the guy just goes off and just has an incredible type game and LeBron had that record setting type series wasn't enough to win you know it just shows you know having that little extra firepower can like it's said there now alright guys uh, now another thing too with the Patriots um, a lot of people were raising hell over Malcolm Butler uh, not playing um how do you guys feel about that whole situation? Uh, you think Bill Belichick should have played him? Uh, you know, just how do you, how do you feel about that? It's just a really weird situation. Uh, and if you're looking into the news, the Patriots just seem to be internally as of late. So I don't know if like what's going on with here. You're hearing different things coming out that he broke some kind of team rules or something like that. He put out a statement. Brady's backing him up. Backing him up to throw shade at Belichick since it looks like they they have some issues going on. Yeah. This is just really weird especially coming from the Patriots camp which is usually tight-lipped about everything and nothing gets out if any issues are going on. So really weird. Uh, I don't I don't get why he wouldn't have played if uh, he was on, if he was suited up on the depth chart. Uh, uh, I guess I can't really assess should he have played unless I know what actually 
happened? Did he do something wrong enough just to have to be set? Or was this just something where Belichick was trying to be too smart and screwed the team? Yeah, I was about to say, man, I think he probably pulled like a Nick Saban, but with the cornerback or something. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna shatter Darnell basically uh, for for the first point. Rudolph, he was there, played special teams. Um, my my complaint is this dude's basically single handedly won you a Super Bowl a few years ago in probably one of the more improbable finishes ever. Um, the guy has been one of your key lockdown defenders, and I just. I, I don't. I don't know. It was, you know, something almost so unforgivable that you didn't play him. Uh, you know, you, you think Patriots defense first name you think of, and uh, uh, the fact he didn't he didn't play is a little baffling. But there has to be something that we don't know and probably will never know. All right, guys, uh, enough of the Patriots right now. Um, so what are your thoughts on Nick Foles and his future? Uh, what do you think is going to end up happening with him? Think Philly's going to trade? Think or? I, I think I heard they're willing to take a second-round pick for him. Hmm. Did you guys see this? I haven't seen it, but, I mean, that's not shocking. You got I mean, Super Bowl. My, my thing is, I, I mean – who would you rather have, Foles or Wentz? Uh, and I think that's the question. Yeah, you, go. you, you can't have both. Hey, yeah. Foles got on the championship, man. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> but this was the NFL MVP before he got hurt. Yeah. And, I mean, that's, that's not to say they would have still won the Super Bowl if he played in it or played through. The playoffs, you know, stuff happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have to think with the investment that Philly made in Wentz, that's going to be their guy. So, uh, you smart to hold on to Foles sometime into the summer, so they at least know, uh, or hold on to Foles into the summer, so they know how healthy Wentz will be coming off of. Uh, and then if they know he's on track to start the season, then, then they can start first. Because, I mean, Foles' draft st- or trade stock is going to be pretty high just through the summer. Uh, they're, they're not taking that Super Bowl MVP away from him, and there's not going to be any film on him to make him look worse. So I think all he has to do is just kind of wait and sit back and st- see what things look like for next season before they just try giving them away or, or trading them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh, I could have said it any better. Um, I think Wentz is going to be their guy once he is healthy again. would be shocked if we see Foles dealt in this offseason. Um I wouldn't be shocked if they hold on to him, just like I said, until they see kind of what's going on with Wentz. I definitely think Wentz is their guy. There's plenty of teams that will show the interest in polls that are going to be in need of a quarterback. Um, basically, any team that doesn't win the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, they'll all be looking at polls. Variation of Jets, Broncos, decided to stick with Patrick Mahomes. Probably, what, Dolphins? Yeah, there's a handful of teams out there that would be willing to trade for him, I bet. So um, there won't be any shock there. So uh, um, it's a waiting game. All right, guys. Now, uh, what are your thoughts on Patricia uh, going to the Lions? Uh, What do you think he could bring to the table for the Lions? Hopefully not the defensive performance that happened in the Super Bowl. But, <laughs> uh, Honestly, and I actually, I actually tweeted about this. So I was like, 
for people that keep bringing up, you know, the fact that they're worried or, or whatever because of this defensive performance from Patricia in the Super Bowl, like the Lions have a better defense than the Patriots. Plain and simple. Yeah. More I, I think they have a more talented defense. So you know, the fact that he was able to even get to the Super Bowl with that defense is pretty incredible. I mentioned it last week, and they, and they mentioned it in the first quarter of the Super Bowl on the first drive. The Patriots give up a ton of yards, but they don't give up that many points. Mm-hmm. A lot of points, too, but I guess when you're in the Super Bowl, you don't care how many points you give up just as long as you score more. They, they have a better defense than I think people realize with the Lions' defense, he may be able to drop a few new schemes or something that really allows him to thrive. He'll have a lot of talent to play with here. Um, what he brings to the offense, I, I don't know. I think that'll that'll be what we wait and see. Um, one thing I'm not exactly thrilled about, it's my displeasure with it many of times, Lions can't run the ball. Patriots never ran the ball. So I'm assuming the Lions will not have a run game in 2018. <laughs> but I do think he'll be able to bring a new attitude, um, you know, a championship type attitude. Um, I don't think you're going to get a guy like Patricia for him to come in and expect mediocrity. I don't think he wants to come in and start coaching a losing team. Uh, I think it's going to be a kind of like a tough love mentality where Caldwell kind of rallied around the guys. I think Patricia is going to toughen them up really open their eyes to what it takes to be super successful in the NFL. Let's hope because people around here are really hoping for a team that can truly give them some hope, not just get right to the playoffs and kill their dreams immediately. All right, guys, uh, anything else to add, uh, whether NFL UFC, uh, NCAA basketball. Go Lions. Oh, also, real quick, didn't mention it, but uh, Pistons won again tonight, undefeated since Blake Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Exciting stuff. He's playing well. Uh, looks like this team's found some found a stride or two. Uh, we'll be super excited when Reggie Jackson comes back, though. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really like what these Pistons are doing right now. You think uh... – DeAndre and Blake will be better to, better than um well, well excuse me um Andre and Blake will be better mm-hmm. than DeAndre and Blake. I think uh, way better offensively. Uh, sure. a game outside of two feet from the basket. Yeah. I I definitely think we're at least as of right now, Pistons are just letting Blake kind of run the show. He wasn't exactly getting that in L.A., uh, but I think they're, as of right now, even for them being one of the best one-two big men in uh, in the East. Oh, yeah, for sure. If not, if not the entire NBA. Yeah, you could definitely... There's an argument. Yeah, because Boogie and... Uh... Boogies down, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I could, I wouldn't mind somebody saying that. Yeah, it's both of them can ball, man. Yeah, and they seem to already enjoy playing together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's a little bit nervous with this one, man, because I don't think I didn't think Blake and Detroit, man, I don't think he would like the geographical location, you know, but. Hey, it's working so far, man. If they can continue to get them wins, he's getting paid. Uh, you know, hey, it can be here staying here for the long haul, man. It'll be good for the city. But all right, guys, uh, anything else? Oh. Just can't wait for this March Madness, man. It's coming. I think it's the 13th of March that it starts. Uh, yep, I already the day's off. Yeah, so. Oh, you already got the days off, man? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a holiday for me. <laughs> that's what's first, up, man. First Thursday and Friday of the tourney every year. All I'm right. off. Right. Can't go wrong with that, man. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that one, man. It's These teams, uh, 
been balling out, man. I really think, man. Do you think, uh, like last year around this time, uh, just real quick, uh, you think these, uh, this is like one of the hardest, uh, years to pick a winner, like a clear team? Cause it seems like there's just so many teams, um, out there this year that can really kind of just take it. Yeah. I've come to the conclusion it's always hard to pick a winner. <laughs> well, that's very true. But yeah, there's there's no team that's like a absolute favorite that just looks like they're so much better than everybody else for yeah. sure. So this, yeah. it's gonna be a fun year like always, man. But yeah, I can't wait. This is gonna be a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys, I appreciate y'all for checking us out, tuning into the show. Um you can find this podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh just set us up in that search engine, we should be able to appear. Also, check us out on Twitter at DKM underscore cast, and we'll catch y'all on the next episode. Peace.